0: This is banging on the drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to season two, episode thirty-four of Banging on the Drum. I am your host, P Dog. Getting to bark a little bit louder than normal tonight. They'll. The wife's out of town, but I am joined along with my co-host M Dog. How you doing, M Dog? Oh, oh, damn! You' can doing bark, good. Bark. You can bark oh. loud tonight too.
1: Well, yeah, I think the doors are shut all the way upstairs, so I'm okay. And if I wake them up, they'll go back to bed probably.
0: I am kind of curious about the lay- like. I've never thought about it till today, but like the layout of your house. Like I always see your background
1: yeah which is in, well it's in my toy room right so like the layout of my house if, so if you you're coming in the front door we have a living room like a living space tv in there, couches right then you go through the kitchen and then we have like a back and my guess was that, that at some point it was used as like a bedroom right so if you wanted everything on one level this would have been used as a bedroom well, we use it as, like, the kid's toy room, so there's another TV in there, and then um, it's kind of away from the steps and all that shit. And then the steps are in the living room, between the living room and the kitchen, so.
0: Next next time I come back to Wisconsin, I'm coming to visit your house. I, <laughs> I want to sh- show my wife, like, Wilton and Kendall. I can't remember if she's ever been to my dad's house in Kendall. I don't think so, though, but...
1: D- like, does she not believe like towns like this exist?
0: I don't think so, because she tells me that she's from a small town in Brazil and she's from Franca, Brazil, and I, I have to look it up right now, Um, but it is anything but a small town. I want to say it's like the size of Milwaukee.
1: Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's not even close to a small town.
0: But, but like everybody in that city considers it a small town, but I think it's because like Sao Paulo and like Rio de Janeiro and Brasilia are so big. But
1: yeah, yep. Uh, well, so I think anybody outside of this area would consider La Crosse or Madison small.
0: So yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. People who are from Chicago think Madison is a small town, people so who are from, from Minneapolis.
0: Yeah. And like, but if you get people from like other countries, I remember, so I had a bunch of buddies that went to Madison and so obviously I would go down there, visit them all the time. And I remember it was like a a guy from India. He was like super cool and I I got to talking to him and he was like, yeah, he's like, it's just, it's just different. Like living in such like a small town. And I mean, I'm coming from Sparta to Madison and he's right. like used to, can't even think of a town in India right now, but um,
1: Delhi? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think like what the biggest one in India would be. And you'd, you'd think you know, right? So
0: it's got to be the, one of the largest cities in the world. But anyways, my yeah. wife's from a town with 358,539 people
1: as of the last census. So yeah. So 300,000. Yeah. Kansas city has only got 500,000. Yeah. But
0: it, it is weird though. Like, cause when I went to Brazil, like I look up all this stuff, for some reason I like geography. Like I like to know where things are. I like to know like what the population mm-hmm. of places are. I have a weird thing for that. But so I was like, baby, you're not from a small town. Like it's, it's, you got to times my town by 30 to even get close to like what your city is. But then when you're there though, dude, she ran into like all of the different types of people she knows. So I think the thing is like, is if you're from a certain part of the town, you like you hang out in that part of the town. So like you run into like, we, we were going to a gym while we were there and we ran into like 15 people that she knew at this gym like randomly
1: yeah and And she hasn't lived there for at least a few years right
0: yeah she's been i should know this but yeah she's been back in the united states or she's been in the united states for like eight years so it's it's not a one year gone type thing so so it does have like a small town feel i forgot how we even got to this so we're still looking for the biggest city in india right now
1: So I think we got here by you saying that you want to know like the outline of my house because my background is like a shelf with like DVDs and toys and like bullshit like that.
0: These cities in India and how to pronounce them are aggressive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bangalore. Yeah, yeah. so and that's the biggest one, Bengaluru.
0: So, India's 100 biggest cities I think this is by population. So, that Bengaluru is the largest by landmass. Um uh, Mumbai, Delhi, I was right. I was right. I think that must be the capital of uh, of India. But man, India is interesting, dude. They have like so many different big cities on here, and their main languages are all different. Like the largest is Marathi, and then another. So Delhi is Hindi, whatever. I don't know. Now I'm going to be In- looking yeah, that up tomorrow.
1: <laughs> it's well, so I would imagine that it's probably landmass wise, is at least as large as the United States. Oof,
0: Now we got to answer that question. I don't think you're right, but I think it's closer than I would think. But I don't like. I, what would you say if you had to pick? Gun to your like, head.
1: If it's over or under that, I would yeah. say it's over it. You think
0: India is bigger than the United States?
1: I yeah, that's my assumption.
0: I mean, I know their population is over.
1: Right. So. Yeah, but are their populations like probably? I think Five they got like times a, the size. Yeah, a billion plus. Billion, where we have like yeah. three hundred million.
0: When mass of India compared.
1: I'm to, to, to you. Yeah, I want to say that Australia is bigger than the United States too, or like dang close. We no, had this I, discussion, and I was wrong. I think on that though.
0: No, we were talking about England and Portugal.
1: Um. I think like a long time ago, we were having this discussion about Australia, and I was wrong, because you're like, that's no way that's right, and it wasn't as close as I thought it was.
0: All right, we're going to just Google largest countries by man, land mass, um, and then we'll see if we can settle this. Sorry, and maybe this is we're is like, bad, <laughs> bad I feel podcast. like we're in the weeds a little bit here. No, no, no. I, we got to figure this out before we can start the show now because it's bugging me. Um, I just think I found it more. So the largest country, landmass. Yeah, let, let's turn this into a quiz for the listeners. So if you're a listener right it's now. Just me. Yeah, Mike, Mike will give you a high five the next time he sees you. I will, too. So we'll both give you high fives next time. You just got to tell us you got this right. So what's the largest country by land mass, Mike?
1: Uh, I'm going to assume it's Canada. Nope, nope. I'm going to go with Russia, then Canada. All right. Then next? Canada.
0: Oh, well, you already said that. So, yes, you you nailed the the top two. You nailed them. You nailed them.
1: Good All guy. right, Russia, Canada.
0: We're going to go to the top seven.
1: Australia.
0: Ooh, that's a that's six. So yes, keep it going. But yeah, so
1: okay. So if if that's in there, then the United States, I think, has to be in there. Yep, in the top seven.
0: Okay, so yeah, I I, I won't even make you do them in order. So you said that United States is four. So you're missing, missing three. three.
1: Hmm. I feel like it's someplace in. I'm going to go with India. The nope. one we're discussing. Dang it, in, not India's top India that's is seven.
0: India is seven. Okay. That's that's okay. why I stretch it out to seven.
1: OK, um, but
0: I, I'm going to quit wasting the people's time unless you really want to guess because
1: you're you. Like once I'm going to guess it's in Africa if it's not.
0: Yeah, you're. Once you hear it, you're going to be like, I'm a dipshit.
1: China. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, I get it. I felt like it's smaller than... Like, I feel like it's like half the size of Russia, though. If not smaller than that. When I I look at a map, which doesn't have to be accurate.
0: Yeah, I think the maps, they say, like, as you get... There's something... Further south, right? Misrepresented of them. Because, so... I'll I'll just give them to you guys. So Russia, Canada, Mike nailed. So China is three, United States, then Brazil, Australia, and India. I need you to reverse it on me one time because I'm trying to think of, I could see forgetting about China. I don't know how, but
1: I could see it. I feel like there would be something in Africa that, is way bigger than I expect because it's you know, so, but I must be wrong.
0: Uh, So Dominican Republic of the Congo is number 11. Um, Kazakhstan is nine. Algeria is 10. And I'm pretty sure Algeria is the only one in Africa that cracks the top 10. It is. It is. OK. OK. All right. Let's let's get off this. So <laughs> we're we're we going to go into overs and unders right off the bat. And we are going to be pushing a little bit harder. I think we're going to be trying to get a little bit more professional with our show in terms of advertising and trying to get more listeners again. Yep. So I am going to explain it. So our overs and unders uh it's just the overs are the best thing that happened to us throughout the week and unders are the worst things that happened to us throughout the week so i got a bunch of unders built up because we haven't been doing this show uh we we dropped down to one so i'm gonna hit them fast all right all right we're gonna be swift and we're gonna be quick so it is 9 30 right now we're gonna try to get done recording this show by 11 so I got a big party coming up for my wife's work and I have, uh, suits that I got when I was in Afghanistan and I was in the best shape of my life and I need to lose 10 pounds before I can fit into the suit for, for the party. So yeah, I put one of the suits on and it was definitely apparent that I couldn't
1: zip. Like I couldn't get the zipper up. Yeah, maybe I, you need to just get, like, a big belt buckle or something. I think Cover that's the let,
0: play. Open up. <laughs> so so I guess I take it back. I think I could, like, zip it up most of the way, but there's a button that I could not Yeah, that's what it was. There's a button I can't pull over. So I oh, yeah, think I could got, pull it
1: off. They got the weird buttons that go all the way into the side, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Usually.
0: So, yeah, just anyway. wear a belt. Fuck okay.
1: So I've been trying to lose
0: weight, but then this next one, I got caught e- eating cookie dough, like just right out of the fridge, like red handed. My wife had never seen me do it before and I love cookie dough and I was pulling it off. I don't know how I've been getting away with it for so long. Like, cause she'll buy these Nestle cookie dough things. Are they already like sectioned off? Yeah. So you just, oh man, those are like, too easy. Yeah, but I mean she was like losing count. So we we don't usually keep like shitty snacks in the house like cookies in December. I think that's what we've decided. So we've been together three years now. So December is kind of our month where we we're fairly healthy people, but like December, we're like, oh yeah, we'll keep working out, but we're gonna eat whatever the fuck whatever we want, whatever, yeah. whatever the fart we want. But, yeah, I I got caught red-handed. It was, like, embarrassing. Like, I was, like, you you could hear, like, the crinkling of the, like, thing. And then she comes out, and I look like a, like, literally like a kid caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Like, I was, like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, is this something she doesn't do? Is it, like, she doesn't eat cookie dough?
0: Not like that, I don't think. She, She likes to, yeah, make the cookies and eat them. But like I grew up, like where it was such a treat to be the person who got to lick the, the oh, like yeah. beater.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, me too. That we didn't make enough cookies in my at my parents' house. That so like when we were when we had them, like you always ate some of the cookie dough.
0: But, yeah. yeah, and I think I I was pretty similar. It's like it wasn't like a normal everyday occurrence, but like. I remember when we were making cookies, like I'd be hanging out like a dog in the, in the kitchen, like ready to lick the thing. But mom, was she disappointed in you? She, she took it better than I thought. Like, I I thought she was going to be like, what are you doing? But she was just more like, that's power for the course. Cause like, we'll be on these like strict diets and I won't. Like, I'll be like, we should take your car. We should take your car. And then, like, every once in a while, she'll be like, no, let's just take your car. And then we get in my car, and there's, like, two Wendy's bags, like, sitting in there. (laughs) And she's like, (laughs) I've been dieting so hard, thinking that I've been dieting just as hard. But I'm swinging through Wendy's, and I just forget to stop by the dumpster before I uh,
1: come home. So my my thing, our garbage can sit right outside of our. Like right outside the door we like enter every day, like the back door. And so like if I'm taking her car and I've stopped, like I every time I stop at a gas station, like I buy a candy bar. Right? Okay. Like if I'm on a cheat day, like and I go have to go to a store for anything, I guarantee I'm buying a candy bar. Like no doubt in my mind. Like there's no exceptions.
0: Like what's the what's the candy bar of choice?
1: Uh the Reese is outrageous currently. So uh, I I really like the fast break, but the outrageous has caramel and Reese's pieces in it. Okay, might
0: so have to it's try like, that
1: one. But you're not a peanut butter guy, right? I love Reese's
0: peanut butter. I don't know. That's one thing I'll contradict okay. myself on. Like I I don't I give my dogs peanut butter a lot, like for like medicine and like to trick them to eat their food. Yeah, you know, I hate the smell of it. But like when it's Reese's peanut butter, I don't know. There's something different about that. It's like sugar and more sugary.
1: Yeah. So I'd like, I always just take that stuff, especially if I feel like I'm not supposed to be eating it. Right. Or like buying it or whatever. And I'll throw that away as I'm walking in the house so that it's not in the car.
0: Yeah, I mean that it's still dangerous if she like looks in there, but that would be kind of like a psychopathic
1: move. But I it, definitely it would don't feel be... weird. It would feel yeah. weird if they're like searching through your garbage for like what you've been purchasing.
0: Yeah. Like my apartment complex has like a huge dumpster, like right when you come into it. So it's just laziness on my part to not just like swing by it, like toss it out and whatever. But she she yeah, she catches me red-handed every once in a while i have been pretty good the cookie dough i've only had wendy's once this week so i'm i'm crushing it uh but i'll roll on so this one i'll be quick about so i heard a really good song while i was running and i have no clue how to find that song ever again i replayed it like three times on my apple watch so i think there's a way i could find it because it's from Spotify, but I cannot find the song to save my life. So search the lyrics, like the hook. I did, but it's something about anxiety. And like, every time I search it, it's like, takes me to like betterhelp.com or like. (laughs) So you (laughs) need a therapist. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But but yeah, so it's been tough to find. And then there's like a thousand songs that are called anxiety. So like every, not every arts, but like there's a bunch of artists with songs on Spotify yeah. called Anxiety, but whatever, I'll, I'll figure it out someday. And then my last one his probably the best o- under that I've had that's kind of an over. So I started to really enjoy Seinfeld and I never thought that would happen to me. Like I remember like my mom liked it. I don't think my dad liked it as much, but like, and I just remember thinking, I was like, this is the most boring fucking show that you could ever put on TV. And I started it from the beginning on Netflix, like while my mother-in-law was here just to have like a show that was on in the background. And I, I never got it like I, until recently. And I didn't realize like, the stand-up, so I love stand-up comedy. And it you know, I always thought Jerry Seinfeld was like the most overrated stand-up guy, like you know, because he's like one of the big names. Like, I think if you tell oh, yeah. like true stand-up comedians, is like who who do you put in? Like, I mean, you know, he would make a top 10 list. I don't know if he would be in like a Mount Rush more like a top four type thing, but like he's very good and like he's clean on top of it. Like where there's some sort of like undue respect for these clean guys. Like we're Bill like the the area that Bill Cosby uh operated in before he got like popped off or some shit. But (laughs) for for, you he's free now, but but yeah Yeah, so I didn't know yeah, yeah yeah he's He's walking out in the world.
1: The streets but, of Philly, huh?
0: But anyways, like I did not realize the stand-up correlated to the episode so well. And now I just, I really enjoy Seinfeld. And I think that means I'm old. So that that's why it's an honor. Because yeah, I never so grow- thought I would enjoy it.
1: So growing up, I couldn't figure out how that could possibly. So it was like the number one sitcom in the country like for like four or five years running right just killing it and i could never figure it out i was like who thinks any of this is funny right like i don't get like why you even think it's funny i couldn't figure it out as a kid but i've watched it as an adult and i enjoy it i don't think i've ever watched like episode by episode and i don't know if they even like match up that well like if there's a storyline to them
0: it kind of does because it's helped me at least enjoy it because I was like would watch and I think I would see like later seasons. And I always thought like the dynamic between Jerry and Elaine, I don't even know if I'm getting the names right. Right. Well, I know it's Jerry and then Elaine, like, I always thought their dynamic was weird. I was like, they seem like they've dated or done something before. And like in the first season, like they're kind of like, On and off, spoiler alert, guys. Uh oh man, you (laughs) just ruined the whole show. But yeah, but like that honestly did help because I was like, okay, this makes more sense because I was like, why haven't these people ever like been together before if they're like this close of friends and whatever? But I will move to my overs so that kind of correlates to my overs, and long story short, been crushing it at the gym doing my runs, burning all my calories for my ring on my watch. So that's been pretty good. And then I was having my wife help me stretch. Like I was doing that one where you put the leg up and then she puts her heel on like the heel of my, or she puts her palm on the heel of my foot and pushes up and pretty involuntary. I think at least she was like, your legs kind of look like a professional athlete's legs. And, and she like regrets saying that that that's like my favorite part about it is like, cause it goes straight to my head. And I was like, (laughs) like, I was like, hell yeah. Like, it looks like I'm a professional athlete, a soccer player. She said a soccer player at first. And I was like, I'll take that compliment. And then like, she immediately was like i'm not gonna hear the end of this shit and she hasn't since since so
1: i think you should go out and buy some like short like runner shorts Sh- like um like I've pt shorts and yeah like really short ones and that's all you should wear around the house all the time yeah and down just down. start like flexing on
0: stuff yeah just like do a lunge like right in front of her and things <laughs>
1: Yep. Just like anytime. I think that's a good move. You don't have to say anything anymore. Just like do like weird shit.
0: Oh, it's already been happening, dude. Like I put my leg on her like while we're watching
1: TV. It's a good move. She's like, I'll never say
0: that. How about you, though? What's what's been going on?
1: Uh, So my diet is like killing me right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. I've been effective, right? So I've taken, I want to say three days since the first where I've had. Uh, like I, I kind of ate the way I wanted, which is pretty standard for me. Usually it would have been only two. And then I'd had another one coming up here, like on the 20th Saturday or Sunday, something like that. But, uh, we celebrated my son's birthday two times. And so I did it then. And then I did it on Sunday this week as well. But, I'm not my weight isn't going anywhere which is maybe what I want to move right so I I'd like the number on the scale to go down even if it doesn't correlate with me looking that much different I want the number to go down that
0: yeah no I think that's fair like
1: yeah and it's not working at all and I like I can tell I'm getting like fucking pissy about shit and it I would assume that a directly correlates to my diet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely like the um attitude like you're not eating enough, like getting hangry, or like whatever, not indulging and enjoying yourself. But then I also do think like we're hitting a point like where we're getting like I I would never consider like, you know, I think I've said on the show before, like I don't think you're old until you're I don't even want to put like a number on it and we're definitely not at that number, but there's shit that's starting to happen right now. That's like, I don't know. It's harder to lose weight. Like it's not like we're like, like because both of us were like pretty pudgy because we didn't give a shit about like what we ate in our early to mid twenties. And then we decided to like make a, yeah. But then we decided to make a change and you're like, Oh, you just lose 10 pounds. Like, you just yeah. I mean, like eating I McDonald's once a week.
1: Like, I literally made one significant change with soda, and I probably lost closer to 20.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, I was probably pushing 230, and I got down to 210 just by cutting soda out of my diet. And I don't even yeah. think, like, I did, like, that good. Like, I was still drinking, like, Gatorades and, like, stupid shit. But... 15 to 20 pounds, pretty simple. So, yeah, and that's not the way my life works anymore. I got to work pretty hard to to lose some pounds generally. Uh, But I do think for my over, it's going to kind of correlate to this. Um, So I've been doing my push-ups. I got 1,850, no, 1,870 in currently uh, push-ups on the year, and then, just 1800 squats I haven't done any squats yet today but I'm my number is going back up like the number I can do like in one sitting and I take a little bit of pride in doing like a decent push-up I'm not going to say that they're perfect or they're like my chest isn't like just tapping the ground and coming back up or nothing like that it's not getting to the ground but it's a decent push-up right and that number is climbing back up It's north of 40 right now if I have to push it, which I'm pretty happy with.
0: Yeah, no, that's pretty damn good. Like, especially if you're doing a good push-up. I'm the number one person in the world that hates when people critique somebody else's push-ups just because I've seen it too many times. But I believe what you're saying is, like, you're not doing, like, the, the humpers or anything. But I think that's, like, a better sign of,
1: yeah oh for sure and like th- the last time i lost a bunch of weight and i got down right around like 180 it was all diet related right so like i wasn't working out like really at all i wasn't doing push-ups i wasn't doing squats and it probably was just my muscle eroded to a very large extent yeah That yeah. like because i'm not doing anything super physically demanding um and so my muscle probably eroded a little bit with that. And that allowed me to lose weight where this, like I'm slow, it's way slower coming off, but maybe it's because it's holding muscle there too. I don't know because that's, I'm doing something. That's what
0: you got to tell yourself. It, that's it definitely you feel- <laughs> what I am telling myself. <laughs> it makes you feel better, but no, I, I, I know what you're saying because <laughs> I I feel like I'm in the same boat. Like the exercises that I'm doing are, are getting easier but yeah, I haven't, the pants aren't fitting better yet or anything like that.
1: So, yeah. And so, when did you really kind of like make an actual adjustment to this?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been recent. So, I mean, there, there's still time to be had because I extended my new year until my mother in law left, just because I, if I have company, like I don't want to be lame for them. Like I'm very, I think there's like a, a time and a place like there's people who are just like overdo shit like where they're like i'm the healthy person like i'm gonna be mm-hmm. healthy like when you go out to eat with me i'm gonna get a salad and eat it in your face like while you eat a burger like i don't do that i wouldn't say i think it's rude but like i don't know like if so I, I, I do like i'm gonna show them a good time like i'm gonna Like when in Rome, like while you're here, whatever you want to do, I'll join you. You don't have to drink alone any, any night I'll drink with you.
1: Yeah. So I do feel like the social constructs of having meals with people and eating something that's similar to what they eat is important or like, you know, like kind of feasting around something that is, and not being like, well, I need something different because you know, I don't eat this food. Yeah,
0: no, it, it, that is kind of interesting because like the opposite place as well. So like vice versa to that, like if I'm with somebody that's like not a beef eater, I do have a friend that's a beef eater that I think I, or not like he won't eat beef for some reason, whatever, I'm not going to put him on blast for anything, but like, I'll okay. try to, I'll try. I to just, I him.
1: think less of him already and I don't even know him. You do actually know, him. you know,
0: him. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I think that's just something I do. Like I conform, I'm a conformer. I don't know if that's it. So, a, that's so you'll thing.
1: order chicken or fish instead of. Yeah. yeah if he's around. Yeah. And I think that that's okay. Like, I just think it's, so I've excluded myself from many public meals, especially at work because of my diet. And I think that has affected my relationships at work, right? Like to like, for people to be, I think people think I'm weird because I won't eat. Like if they buy pizza or whatever, and I'm like, no, I'm out. I'm not going to pitch in. And I think they think I'm weird because of that.
0: I I think so too. But like, I think there's like an odd, like kind of respect to it. Cause it's kind of like indulging in like everything you want and like, for me, like a big thing is like drinking is like when, and we've talked about this, like fairly recently on the podcast is like, when I see somebody that doesn't drink, I'm like, it used to just throw, like, I wouldn't say a red flag, but like it, it would trigger something in my mind, like where I would want to ask questions, like why they didn't drink. And I've gotten better about not caring. And then I'll, I'll get hammered in not worry about them. Like they'll usually like go home early, like won't see me like hammered. But then like the next day I'm like sitting there. And I think if you would do it like food wise, you'd be like, why did I eat all that pizza when that other guy was like conscious enough to know that it wasn't good for him and he wouldn't feel good later. It's kind of like the now versus the later. So I think those people are like, you know, maybe that's a good call by that guy. Cause that's what I think yeah, about, yeah, that doesn't drink and I wake up hung over waste like a whole day.
1: Well, yeah, but like you had a good time, Pat, there's no reason to not do that. And so I've been trying to be better. Like when people ask me to have food at work, like I try to just then say that that part doesn't count towards my rules, but usually my brain works that I'm like, all right. So if I eat one piece of candy At any point during the day, my whole diet is out and now I can eat whatever I want for the whole rest of it. And I'm bad about it. Like I will come home and if there's like snacks for the kids, lunches in my cupboard, I'll eat some of those or like leftovers in the fridge. I'll just like go through all of it. Like I, my, it's like an on off switch. If it's on, I'm like going. And if it's off. I don't touch it.
0: And we did new year's resolutions on this. And I think that would be like, I, I couldn't think of like, why I would hammer yours at the time, but like, it's just too strict. Like I, yeah. I think people need to realize like, yeah, you can break, like you can fail, like what you're doing, but it's like, not the end all be all like, you don't have to fall off the wagon. Because I was the same way. It's like when I was dieting and then I was like, oh, shit. Like my friends talked me into drinking, which all it took was them asking me if I wanted to go drinking. So, <laughs> I mean, it was all me. But then I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm not on this diet anymore. Like, fuck it. I'm going to go on a bender now. Like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. And it just doesn't have to be that way. Like, you can... Have a piece of pizza when your work orders pizza, and then you can be like, okay, you know, like, all right, I'm back, I'm back, like I'm back to the diet.
1: So, and I'm really good about like if I do, if I would take the pizza at work that day, I'm very bad, right? So, but like I'm very good at resetting things at midnight or whenever I go to sleep.
0: Okay, which is usually
1: far before midnight. The next day, I can be like, all right, it's reset. But like that day, I. Can't deal with it. Like once I, it's a, I don't know. It's weird. There's there's some mental
0: jujitsu that you got to get over with that shit. Because I know I put mental blocks in my head about so many different things that it's just better to get over it after a while. But
1: you got this, Mike. You're gonna lose. What what are you weighing in at? So like over two hundred still since christmas i've been over 200 since the new year which is this point and i don't know when i like got back above 200 could have been like the first week of december and just been packing it on since then but i'm about 202
0: 203 man, we're close we are close and wait how tall are you yeah
1: 510 511 somewhere right in there
0: shit man we were good you you were the best uh the best fake idea guy could ask for uh let me see if i remember i'm gonna your parents are gonna have people knocking on their door oh Uh, jesus
1: yep 901 packard street or 301 no so you might have had my no neither it's 408 Uh, um but uh so my Sparta one was nine twenty five. Though you probably would have still had it at that point. Maybe you were twenty one by that point when I was living in. It.
0: Yeah, but that that's the still one. To Bennett, I, I remember Packard Street. I guess, but I used to have that thing memorized, like front to back.
1: And yeah, I mean, as you should, right? I mean, yeah,
0: parity law I think comes into play because it's these aren't real true stories, but definitely has got me out of a jam in a fake story that I have uh, where I just
1: could not believe it. Uh, yeah. Right. So that, that story, like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me either, but blew is- my mind. Anyways, All right. Can we, can we tell the story or is it too long? Yeah, I'd tell it. I don't, I mean, you stole so, it. I don't know. I didn't do anything wrong.
0: Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> Long story short, had
1: Mike's ID,
0: was with some people who were getting in big trouble. And I didn't realize that I gave the cop Mike's ID. I don't know. It sounds bad now that I'm saying it like this.
1: No, you, so you said that you grabbed, you went to grab the ID and you grabbed mine and you can't put that back. Right, he's watching you, like pull an ID out of your no, of and your I only I
0: only had yours because I was pretty oh. conscious about that at the time. It's like I it can't have two on me, so I pulled it out and I realized what was going on in the situation, and then I did actually try to put it back in, and I was just gonna play the I don't have an ID card, oh, okay. and I did, I said that I was like I don't got an ID. And he's like, I just seen you do that. <laughs> and so like, that's like red flag number but, one. And then yeah. I get, then he, I was like, all right, yeah, here it is. And then I give it to him. And there's no reason you should have been hanging out with these guys. Like, I guess it's college. So it's not like that right. weird, like that. That's not like the situation. But then you have like a bunch of like unpaid parking tickets and wouldn't <laughs> So, like, I was almost on the hook for, like, your parking tickets. And they were oh, like, that would have been great. <laughs> and they were like, why do you got parking tickets in Winona? And I was like, oh, I go to school there. I just came to Lacrosse to to uh, hang out with some family friends. And that's what I said. And they asked me all the information on the ID. I answered it perfectly. And they're like, you're good to go.
1: Like, that yeah, was you- it. And so, like, when I was big, when we were both big, like, your sisters thought, so, granted, I was running down the road, right? But your sisters drove by, and they thought I was you. So, they weren't, like, right next to me, but, like, they they pulled, like, Emily pulled up to me, and she's like, oh, man, we thought, like, at first, like, back there, we thought you were Pat. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we did. Like, I remember at the gym, we would get questions, like, are you brothers or twins? Which is like, I mean, if you're twins, you're
1: brothers, but. And so like my brother-in-law thought.
0: Yeah. Uh, he he talked to me real me. weird one day. I was like, this guy's acting like he knows me. And I know, yeah. like I. You I do know now, him. right? Yeah, I know who he is. So.
1: All right. You ready to roll into this show, Mike? Yeah, I guess like we've already spent 45 minutes just. Yeah. Just reminiscing. Just reminiscing.
0: Yeah. That, that's what we do once the Packers season's over. But we're gonna try to lock into the Bucks. I definitely have locked into the Bucks. I'll be honest with you, Badger season hasn't quite hit me yet. We're trying to get someone that's like badger, like that's their sport. That that's the sport that they pay attention to the most is uh college basketball and badgers. Um with the Bucks, we get K9 Kyle on, and that's his thing, is he says he likes the Bucks more than the Packers, which kind of blows my mind,
1: but I'll give it to him. Yeah, I don't get I don't get like liking something more than football for me. Mm-mm. No, me neither. Like
0: I think my top five I would go is like when you throw the college sports in as well, is I would go NFL college football
1: basketball you know uh, you would go baseball first for sure
0: no i think, think i would go nba ah maybe nba and mlb are pretty close to me i think college basketball would fall into 5 except for when it's march madness then march madness jumps to 2
1: see and i think And I think to some extent, college basketball beats the NBA for me. I like the NBA, especially when the Bucs are good. When the Bucs are good, I like the NBA a lot. But when they're not, and the Badgers have been a plus team for a long time. I guess my, the the fault I have with sports currently is I don't really have time to sit down and watch a game until after eight o'clock. Like, so there's just shit going on in my house all the time. I guess I could have it on in the background or whatever, but I don't. You know, it's just we're, we never have games on in our house unless it's football season anymore. And, uh, it's just now that I say that, it feels very weird. Feels no, you just got to
0: teach your kids to like that shit. Like that's, that's what my dad did to me. And I think it was just because like TV wasn't as good. There's, there's Seinfeld was on, right? Yeah. And he wasn't a big Seinfeld fan, so. Uh, but yeah, like I remember watching like Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, Glenn Robinson, Tim Thomas, like Dan reach days of Bucks basketball. I always want to put reach on that team. I don't think he was even nope. near that team. I think he was. Was like, Anthony Mason on that team? Was that their like big man, big man? That that could be right. That sounds right, but but I remember that the bucks run, uh, that ended against, um, I don't remember it as well as like, obviously like people that were older than the age of 10 or 11 when they were watching it. Yeah. Cause that was like 2000, 2001. And like how, how big of a screw job it could have been. But I I just remember being at a bowling alley watching the Bucks get eliminated. I think it was at a wedding. I didn't realize it's at a wedding. I was ten or eleven, and I was just bowling the whole time watching the game. But
1: yeah, but, uh, I don't remember it being a screw job. Like I just thought, but maybe I didn't like look at the game in the same way. Do you know what I mean? Like today I would look at it and be like, "How was that a fucking foul?" Where at the time I didn't.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like when Pat Donahue or Donahue or whatever the hell, like that era of r- refs that could get like paid oh, off yeah. and shit. Yep. Um, I don't know if he was like refing those games, but Probably I do one. son of a I, bitch. Because it would have been Bucks, Lakers, and it would have been Ray Allen versus Kobe Bryant in like the new age of the Showtime Lakers which I think it was like a much sexier uh, matchup, having Allen Iverson, Eric Snow. I don't remember too many people, more yeah, people but re- on that team. But wait, Allen wait. Iverson was a ticket seller. like
1: Right, but there's a real possibility neither of those teams go to six games with them. I know the Sixers only went to five. They're the only team that beat them in the playoffs that year. So maybe the Bucs don't even win a game or only win one.
0: Yeah, no, I I don't think the Bucks go into the that series. Anyways, we're gonna do some barking about the recent Bucks. So since we've had Kyle on the show, uh, the Bucks have been two and zero, oh, and the most impressive part about that, I guess, I would say, is Giannis and Middleton have been out, so other guys have been having to step up. They beat the Pacers, who were twenty three and twenty two. Uh, 132 to 119, and then they beat the Raptors, who do have a losing record, 20 and 25. They beat them 130 to 122, but we'll jump into this Pacers game, which I went back and watched right before the the show, uh, and as I mentioned, they beat them 132 to 119, so Bucks started out this game a little bit slow, trailing in the first three quarters. Of the game going into the fourth quarter down 93 to 98 so not too bad but they were looking a little clunky in in the first and second quarter but um uh, but stepped up on the gas uh outscoring the pacers 39 to 21 in the fourth quarter drew holiday has been crazy good since i've locked back into the bucks and like I said, it's been pretty recently I've been watching games here and there, but now this is the point of the season where I'll probably be on, you know, 90% of the games on out. Uh, but yeah, he, he was just on a tear. He went, so shooting 13 and 19 from the field, five of eight from three and finishing the game with 35 points and 11 assists. Um. Uh, This is where I'll let Mike jump in a little bit, but like it's been pretty nice to see because say looking back into last season, we always needed, you know, Chris to close out the game. We always needed Giannis to close out the game. And I know holidays close out games and it's, it's been nice to see like if I'm going to throw it back to like a bucks team is like when we brought Monte Ellis in to play with Brandon Jennings, and just seeing like a guy that can close games, Drew Holiday seems like if Giannis isn't doing well or they're locking him up or Middleton's uh, gone cold, like, I don't know, this, this is the best stretch I've seen from Holiday in a scoring standpoint.
1: Yeah, and I think that he was brought in because they were looking for that third piece for a long time. And but. they wanted that third piece to have defensive prowess, you know, cause you had guys like Bledsoe and Brogdon that were playing with the bucks that can score points, but like defensively, they weren't holding up their end of the bargain. And so holiday gives you that, that opportunity. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously I don't know too much about like the defensive, like aspects of the NBA and stuff. It's like, Obviously, you can see like Brooke Lopez is a difference maker on defense. Like he like shots, like people don't go into the paint and usually get away with a comfortable shot at the very least. And everybody's always like, oh, Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the league, if not the best defender of the league at the guard position. But he's just shown he can do that and then he can score as well. He had 35 points in this game, and then I want to say he had 39, 37 points in the game against Toronto. Uh, but, yeah, in the Pacers game, I guess if we're jumping back into that one. We had other guys step up. That was nice to see. So Jordan Norwa, uh, he went four for four from three and he put up 14 points. Uh, Bobby Portis had 21 points, 11 rebounds. And Brook Lopez put up the 19 points that, you know, he puts up. He puts up, like, the 15 to 25 points a game. He did what he needed to do. Um, And if we just look into, like, the team stats of it as well, it seems, like, fairly evenly matched up, like, just if you're being a box score picker. So Buck shot 50% from three, which obviously – is pretty great if you're shooting fifty percent for three. What yeah. what would you say is a good shooting percentage from three? I think
1: I think they're saying anything over forty now is good,
0: and that's what I would agree with. Like if you're shooting yeah forty percent from three, even if you're like in, like thirty nine, you know, like you still got a chance to win it. So they shot fifty percent for three. The Pacers did shoot forty seven point five from three and i'm curious cuz i know chris middleton so we're going to be looking at this shit a lot closer on out and i'm just going to be paying attention to this cuz i think chris middleton is a guy that if he's on the floor obviously he's known to be a scorer but he's a good wing defender as well so i don't know if teams shoot as well from 3 when chris middleton can get out there and contest some shots cuz i remember recent history you know we we've always been pretty good against Golden State and I think that's because Chris Middleton can get out and put a hand in Clay Thompson's face in Steph Curry's face and make those guys uncomfortable so I mean we're obviously still missing the biggest piece in the NBA in Giannis and then Chris Middleton both great defenders so I don't know. This right. Bucks team's got me excited.
1: Yep, yeah. and so I think if, like, 50% is, like, exceptional, so I just looked it up, and I would say anything over 37% is really good. That's the top nine teams in the NBA last year shot 37.1 or better. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee did not fall in there. They were 18th with 35.5%, so. There isn't a huge difference on that, though, right? The difference between thirty-five and thirty-nine. I wonder what that like equates to with points at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, it's interesting to see that.
0: I mean, if you just do it out of a hundred, well, what is it? so five? Well, so you
1: get four, four more points for out of every hundred, right? But that's not ever out of every three-point shot that's taken. So like you'd have to calculate the number of threes.
0: Well, it's 12 points a game from 35 to 39. You know what I'm saying? So if you're counting every percentage as a shot, if you hit 35 threes and another team hits 39 threes, they're going to be 12 points ahead of you. So it's yeah, 12 I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. 12 points for every hundred threes you take. So the team probably takes 30 yeah. threes in a game or whatever it is. But yeah, I got, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's only 12 points out of every hundred threes. Huh. The difference between like the number one team and the number 18 team.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it plays in big, but like the NBA is weird. It's a, it's a game of run and stuff. And when we had our correspondent K9 Kyle on, he was saying the biggest deal for the Bucks was the turnovers, just like sloppy turnovers and stuff. And we did win the turnover battle 16 to 14 in this game. So that's another stat that I'm going to have to pay attention to. I don't know if you have the capability to pull up what, what a team averages for turnovers in a game, but... We did win the turnover battle at the very least. But let's let's roll into the Raptors mm-hmm. game. And this game was nice. It was on TV, um, national TV. So the Bucks beat uh the Raptors 130 to 122. Uh it was on TNT, so I was excited to have uh Charles, Kenny, Shaq, Ernie, and Little disappointing, it was like the TNT B team. They did have Shaq out there, uh Candace Parker. I probably shouldn't know one other guy, but then they just throw another white dude in there and they expect him to be Ernie. And not every white dude is <laughs> Ernie, dude.
1: Of course not. Of <laughs> course not. But like <laughs> do you he think was kind that's of a dork trying to. It
0: seems
1: like it. Yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's people <laughs> who don't like Ernie, though, too. But is no. that what they're trying to do is, like, get er, – like, or is this another guy that can, like, really play?
0: And Wait. Then, Ernie wasn't a well,
1: player. Er, no, Ernie's not a player. Ernie's the only guy on that thing thats that wasn't a player as far as I know.
0: Yeah, but it's all – so, like, even when it's the B team, it's Shaq. When you're looking at him, it's Shaq on the far left. It's Ernie or the other white guy. And then it's Candace Parker or Kenny. And then it's Charles Barkley or – I can't remember who it is. And it's another decent NBA player. But I would have to look it up. But, like, it seems like that's a recipe. Is like we need a white guy that didn't play basketball – and then we need these great basketball players. And obviously, Candace Parker was a great basketball player. And then Shaq, Charles Barkley, two of the best I to ever do it. It used to imagine. be Dwayne Wade. Like, I, I want to say last year it was Dwayne Wade on it. And it's just not as good. It's it's Kenny, Ernie, Shaq, Charles. And those guys are amazing. I don't know. I do know. It's like they can give each other shit so well. It's like they're not, they're just watching the games and they're just talking about it like oh, yeah. dudes and then like shitting out each other for like other things. Like, and it's always like the stuff that's not about the game. That's like the best part that they're making oh, yeah. fun of each other for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to think who the who the uh, oh Greg Anthony right? Those three guys, like Barkley, Shack, and Greg Anthony, like they're so good together. I can't even think of
0: Greg Anthony.
1: That's that's the other guy that's on there. The other basketball.
0: No, it's Kenny. Kenny the Jet. You sure? 100% 100%
1: Kenny, Kenny Smith. All right.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Greg Anthony like announces the games.
1: Okay. I got you. Yeah. You're right.
0: So, so yeah. Kenny, jet Smith, but anyways, we'll move on from that. So Brian Anderson was calling the game. I do love when I get Brian Anderson calling a Wisconsin sports game. That's not the Brewers. I mean, I love when he's calling the Brewers more than any other guy calling the game. But it's nice, like a pleasant surprise when you get uh, Kenny on a Badgers game or on a Bucks or not Kenny, uh, Uh Brian on. But but anyways, we'll get into it. So this was kind of like the Drew Holiday, uh, Fred Van Vliet show. So Drew Holiday had 37 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Van Vliet had 39 points, seven assists, and nine rebounds. Dude was just on a tear. Uh, this game was a little bit more back and forth throughout the whole game, whereas in the the game we were talking about before versus uh, the Pacers, the Pacers kind of got off to a big lead. The Bucks caught them in the fourth quarter. Uh, but getting into it, uh, the player of the game obviously was – holiday in my opinion van Bleet was up there uh with it but a guy that you got to show a little bit of love for in this game grayson allen uh did a good job closing the game so like when the game when we needed a bucket he went and got us a couple buckets he had 25 points at the end of the game and i want to say i heard the announcer say he had 21 in the second half but I think it ended up being 23 in the second half. Um, Lopez kicked in 19 points again, uh, hit some big threes when he needed to, and then he got he did get tossed out uh, with six minutes left in the game, which kind of was like a weird, funky situation. I think there was four technicals given away in in the situation that he got into. Like, he ended up like ripping a guy's headband yeah. off and like throwing it.
1: Um, but that guy's got but, his arms pinned down, right? So his arms are like, it was a weird situation for sure.
0: Yeah. It, but it was just one of those like shitty basketball fights that like led to nothing, like shit talking and whatever. But Lopez got kicked out because he, he ended up getting two of the four technicals in that situation. Like, because I, Definitely the second one was for like throwing the guys, or maybe that was the first one. The first one was throwing the guy's headband off. Well, the second one, there was like some fighting, whatever, but he did what he needed to do to help the Bucks win that game. And then the biggest surprise of the most impressive player. So Joe Ingles was back. I don't think he played uh versus the Pacers in the last game, but dude was just, on it so he played 31 minutes coming off the bench 15 points eight assists no turnovers he only missed one shot he did miss one free throw as well but like he played as clean as basketball as you could see and just his passing ability so i didn't i didn't know much about joe angles before we got him but i was very impressed with like his court vision and i didn't think that's what we were getting i thought we were just getting another guy that could you know, hit a three um once Giannis drives and has to kick it out. but yeah. dude can pass too. And that's kind of what we were getting at before. I say we, but I've been talking this whole time. Is it, yep. it was nice seeing Giannis and Middleton not being in there and getting two wins back to back with you just see more about what these guys can do. And I think Shaq mentioned it in the halftime show was he liked games where he would sit out and then he would get to see like what guys could do when he wasn't there oh, because they they wouldn't do it when he was there because they were just like just give the ball to Shaq he's going to yep. take care of this or it's going to be Kobe or or whatever and he was like yeah it's it's nice seeing what this bus team can do cuz you know Drew Holiday stepped up to so verse uh The Pacers, he set his uh, point total, whatever, that most points he had in a game. So 35, and then he broke it the next game, him 37. Mm -hmm. And this step back jumper that he's been stepping back into and just hitting it with such consistency, so smooth, seems new to me. So like I said, when the Packers season is going on, I do catch a Bucs game here and there, but like this, right. this seems like a, a new weapon to, to end game, but, but we'll see how it goes. You know, it's the NBA, like, you know, yeah. we could lose two in a row, like the travel, the, yeah, whatever, but very, very good ball. And from those two games, The BJ, so the best job goes to true holiday. Give that man Man a BJ. BJ. Next game, Saturday at Cleveland.
1: All right. Yeah, so they, they play again on Saturday at Cleveland. Tune in if you can. The NBA makes it shitty to watch games, so.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it's nationally televised. I, I think that one will be because Cleveland's kind of a better team.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good this year, but um Mitchell, I think, is currently injured. Right? Is that who they got on their team? What's his first name? I want to call him Spider.
0: No, I you're not thinking of Donovan Mitchell. But I'm pretty sure I am. Okay. Yeah, and that, that shows you guys how much we know about the NBA.
1: Yeah, we don't even know for sure that he's on that team.
0: So yeah, we're we're not gonna dig into that. Mike, do you want to do the barking about the Bucks or do you want me to take this deal Uh able
1: to no, be yeah, I'd I, I would like you to because I did not pay much attention. Um <clears throat> I know that they played Penn State Penn recently. State. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's about about the extent of what I know is that they played and they beat them. So, so
0: like we said, uh,
1: we're looking for a Badgers basketball expert.
0: So put in your resume. We do do a hundred percent 401k match for anything you make for being on the show. So pretty good deal, but like Mike said, uh, last game, the Badgers went out and beat Penn State sixty-three to sixty. But yeah, until we get that guy, this is gonna this is gonna be what you're gonna have to deal with uh, for now. So Badgers started the season eleven and two. Tyler Wall goes down. Uh, they start to struggle. They lose their next three games in the Big Ten season. So they lose to. Illinois 69 to 79, Michigan State 65 to 69. And then Indiana 45 to 63. Wall comes back. Uh, the game we were just talking about, they end up beating Penn State 63 to 60. I think Wall only had 10 points in that game. But a basketball expert would know better than us, like what else he brings to the table. And who knows? Like maybe we beat Penn State without Wall. Like, Penn State isn't really known for being great at basketball. So uh but but the funny thing is, so the Bucks are 12 and two with Wall on the floor, and they're 0-3 without him on the floor. Uh do you know how high they got into the rankings? They were like 20, 21, 22, 23. So they they were in the top 25, but the three game losing streak. Definitely kicked them out of the top 25, probably rightfully so.
1: Yeah, so I think we're we were a borderline team to start the season. We come out and we I wouldn't even say a borderline team. We were probably in the 40s to start the season. But when we come out and we beat we play with teams like Kansas and then we're beating other like plus teams right yeah. off the jump, and then we beat we beat somebody early from the Big Ten that's really good. Maryland. And so yeah, and so, like, we had opportunities to move up, and then when you get your best player hurt, that kind of affects, that's going to affect your team. Like, you can't expect to win every game when your best is out. You would hope to have scraped away one of those, but it's kind of what it is.
0: Yeah, and it looks like the Big Ten is a little bit down this year. And that stuff all ends up tending to change throughout the season. But I do think the only two ranked teams in the Big Ten right now are Purdue at three. So Purdue's 17 and one, six and one in conference. And then Rutgers is, I don't even know off the top of my head, but they're ranked as well. But there's only two teams in the Big Ten ranked in the top 25 so Rutgers is 23 um so three and 23 which is pretty rare for the big 10 because usually usually I would say at least four of the teams in the big 10 are usually ranked in the top 25
1: uh especially at like this point of the season when they've been kind of beaten up on non-conference teams for yeah
0: yeah I don't know if if someone's got their eyes open, but who really cares? I, I think that's the reason when I was ranking my top sports that uh college basketball doesn't fall into them until March Madness, because it doesn't really matter until you make the tournament. Um obviously seating does, but currently the Bucks sit in fifth in the Big Ten. Um they're or I guess fourth, tied with one, two, three, four. Had with four teams. Uh, They're four and three in conference, uh, twelve and five overall. And like I said, they're twelve and two with Wall on the floor, zero and three without him on the floor. And we're gonna start grinding that tape from here on out. uh, So we'll be more well informed. Uh,
1: Yep. And so, like, so you guys can be a little bit more well informed. Saturday, they play. They play Saturday at eleven. Yep, 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 yep. Northwestern. And you can even probably tune – oh, geez, I'm going to jinx us – tune into a win.
0: Oh, no, the Northwestern one, buddy. You you got that wrong already. It's postponed. So, Northwestern recently had a COVID outbreak.
1: Oh, that's right. I did hear, like, just rumblings of that, I think.
0: Yeah, so I don't think that game is going to be played – uh on saturday so yeah it's postponed as of right now so we don't got badgers basketball for a good little bit um so that'll give us time wednesday so yeah that'll give us time to catch up i think we're going to have a badgers basketball correspondent by thursday so like i said we're hiring uh throw your hat in the ring if you got yeah if you got a chance so from there though, Mike, let's move on to the bing bong breakdown this thing. I wouldn't say it's turned into a race, but man, you were on a heater this weekend. So Mike I'm actually goes,
1: I'm actually kind of mad that I didn't get them all.
0: I I was almost cheering for you, but like <laughs> that would have put the competition out of the way. So yeah. So we cranked up the bang bongs to. 500 per game so mike and i have a long-standing bet throughout the season uh going into the super bowl whoever wins doesn't have to do anything whoever loses has to run a 10k chug a beer out of their shoe do a shoey, smoke three cigarettes while wearing a shirt that the winner chooses from
1: oh so, yeah geez now that i'm up another uh 2,600, but I I did score 2,400 this week alone.
0: Yeah, 2,450 you finished the week with, and you're plus 510 on the season. So if you've been betting with Mike this whole season, you're in the green. You're finally in the green. Mike has broke the green. Um, I went 4-3 and three this week, winning 350 bing bongs. If you've been betting with me for like the past four weeks, you might have been doing good. Uh, but if you were with me at the beginning of the season, you're you're still screwed. So I'm at negative twenty one fifty. So Mike's Mike's got a pretty commanding league, but we're gonna do five hundred on out till the Super Bowl. So we'll yeah, this could I'm be gone. Go- post-
1: this could be gone real quick. I think and maybe the Super Bowl we could boost it up to what double or nothing or something like that. I just got to take the same team as you.
0: Yeah, but we're <laughs> we're gonna try to have our picks in beforehand so so we can't really do that. But
1: yeah, but yeah I did not it, check yours today. So
0: yeah, so mine are in. Are yours in? Yep. All yours are in.
1: We yeah, will. we'll move to the divisional round and we're gonna start um picking some teams here. So first off, we have the Jaguars at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus eight and a half. Um who are you taking, Pat?
0: So, like I did last week, so I, I really wanted to take the Chargers last week, but my heart is in Jacksonville because <laughs> I live near that team. Uh, and then with the Jaguars at the Chiefs, I'm going to roll with the Jags again just because I can take the points. I'm not going to do the Jags as a double dog, but, but yeah, I'm going to take the Jags.
1: Yeah, so I'm on the Jags as well. I don't think that they win this game. Maybe I'm just—it's wishful thinking, and I hope they keep it close. Because the more I like, kind of sit on this, I—I'm not sure. But
0: and yeah, if you go like to dumb history, like that probably doesn't mean shit. When the Jaguars make the playoffs, they they usually, win fucking
1: games. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's. They,
1: that's no something. Super Bowl appearances, but like I feel like the, every time they made the playoffs, they made it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, because
0: they were in. The way the it feels, A- right. I want to say they were in the AFC Championship when the Packers beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So it was the Patriots beat the Jaguars to make it to whatever the '96, '97 Super Bowl, and then they were in another one with Blake Bortles. Where the Patriots beat them again. So, yeah, man, they, they've they been running the,
1: the Patriot buzzsaw. So. Maybe the Patriots aren't there. They're going to the Super Bowl. Let's go. I, I guess so. I think you could say that. All right, next up we got the Giants at the Eagles. The Eagles are minus 7.5. Um, I'm going to take the Giants here. And this is my only dog that I think has a legitimate shot at winning. Um. I'm not taking the other dogs, and yep, the Giants, I picked them to win the East. They didn't, but now here's their chance to get the revenge.
0: Moment of truth for Mike. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to smoke them. I don't really have a good reason because I feel like Hurts was back last week the season, and it wasn't like – Super impressive, and I think Hurts might still be a little bit hurt. I think the double dog is very bold on your part. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles to to win by at least eight in this one.
1: All right, next up we got the Bengals at the Bills. The Bills are minus five. Who you got, Pat?
0: I'm going to take the Bengals, and this is going to be my double dog. I just think Joe Burrow is that dude that can elevate his team uh, at a young age. And honestly, when I was watching the Bills-Dolphins last week, the Bills need to clean up a bunch of things if if they're going to be serious. Because from drawing Which back, we kind of know memory,
1: doesn't happen,
0: right? Yeah, I mean... Like, Packers' sake-wise, that does not happen. Um, but, yeah, just, like, dumb mistakes by the Bills in the Dolphins game. Uh, Dolphins hung in, made that a pretty good game. My memory is failing me at this time, like, with the specifics. But I do just remember watching that game, and I was like, the Bills are susceptible to, to getting beat. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, uh, I'm on the Bills here. I think that I doubt the bangles at every turn. I don't think I've been able to see their greatness. I got not a hundred percent sure why. Right. So I think that they're like a pretty good team and I feel like they just scrape by on everything that they do.
0: I just feel like they're kind of the, the dolphins like with a better quarterback and lesser receivers, if that makes sense. Like, they kind of, like, level each other out uh, in that department. But, yeah, I mean, from what I hear, you know, the Bengals have offensive line problems that they addressed this year, and then those guys that they addressed with are out. So, yeah, it's been that offensive line kind of killing them. But I want to say Joe Burrow is, like, Two and oh or three and oh against Josh Allen. And I mean we this is the uh
1: I don't think against Never Allen. I think that's a Mahomes stat. Like that's a Chiefs stat. I think I could be wrong, but
0: no, I think you're right. But anyways, we get to see the game that we didn't get to see on Monday night on this night. So the bills are gonna be juiced up. So yeah, basically what I'm telling you is I don't know shit. I am just guessing that the Bengals win this game.
1: Yeah, and yeah, me, I'm doubting a team that went to the Super Bowl last year when they just got a little bit hot, right? So yeah. So it next up we is. got the we got the Cowboys at the 49ers. The 49ers are minus four. Um, I think I'm up on this one. I am taking the 49ers. I think they are the team to beat in the NFC. And I I think if the 49ers protect the ball the Cowboys are going to get stomped in this game. It's going to look like the 49ers Seahawks game.
0: Yeah, I don't. So the Cowboys had some big special teams issues last week. Five missed extra points. That just blows my mind. And like how you can still get 31. Because what is that? Like 6, 12, 18, 24. 30 yeah but he must have,
1: he must have made one good okay. for him
0: So good job uh got on track there but the way like Dak prescott was playing in that game we were recording while we were watching this game uh he just looked good i think they can keep this one close enough i think this is going to be a good game it's definitely like um a classic matchup It's the 49ers versus the cowboys again in the playoffs. Teams of the nineties are back in the, in the twenties. Let's go. Yeah. This, this is football to me. So I, I like to see this. I think it's going to be a good game, both historic uh, franchises going at it. If Dak can play well, I'm still betting on Purdy to have a hiccup that he hasn't I had. would
1: I would imagine that at some point he has to, and maybe yeah. the Cowboys can do that. They have a, they have a defense that causes a lot of like chaos, right? Yeah. And so, so yeah. but so do the Niners. So,
0: so I'm going with the Cowboys. Um, and yeah, that's what we got. Mike has a pretty commanding lead in the Bing Bong department, but we'll we'll see if something shakes out because we have three games contradicting each other. So,
1: yeah you can league. only get you can only get twenty five hundred. I'm up twenty six hundred right now. I guess I could lose 2,500 too.
0: So you're, yeah, you're up 26. You could lose, like, if I go perfect, you, I, I got you. Like, that's because you would lose 1,000, 2,000. You would lose 2,000.
1: And you would gain 2,000. And no, I you would gain 2,500.
0: Yeah. No, I think I can catch you this week but more than likely not
1: well so and, it, it, it's a little bit weird when like on our opposites that I get them all and you get none right or you get them all and I get none. when we do our op like the opposite yeah. picks usually that it, splits a little bit
0: it has happened before though I think this is like if we went back and looked at it was like the one week you convinced me to change all my picks to like contradict you. And yeah, that's I got him, like all right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a rough week for me, but I'm hoping to get into positive money before the end of the season. We'll we'll see if that happens. So next we are gonna roll into hot in the streets. And it, all we have for hot in the streets this week is uh, Rogers' comments getting taken taken out of context. It's just baffling to me
1: that at like, this point, for sure, right?
0: It, like people are saying he he straight up was like, "I'd rather win an MVP than a Super Bowl." Where he said, "If I can play at an MVP level, which I think I can." And I can come back with a team that I think can win it all, you know, that's gonna be he lit- a, a piece he of the literally. Decision.
1: He literally said, the only reason to come back is if you think you can win it all. Right? Yeah. Which means which means that he wants to play on a good team and win a Super Bowl at an and MVP he, level.
0: He won the previous two MVPs before this year, and he was like. I'm not far away from being that guy. You know, there were circumstances yeah. this year you lose your best weapon. But I will say I am so freaking far gone in the I love Aaron Rodgers camp that I'm probably like <clears throat> if we're going to throw like a pol- a political example in is like I'm one of the far I'm not screaming about it. I am now,
1: but yeah, like, I think I, we I, might I'm so the guys far, are
0: like, yeah, but like my head so far up my ass, like when it comes to him, I do think I'm right with this is I would not get rid of Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers wanted to stay, there's no chance I would say, Hey, we're going to roll with love because, but I, I, I was wrong. Mean. I was wrong about this. Before. Because I was the same way with Brett Favre. I was like, what? Brett Favre just took us to the NFC Championship. Like,
1: to be, mm-hmm. So to be fair, he, uh, three years later, he takes Minnesota to the NFC Championship game too. Brett and I do. Plays he plays good two years with the Jets and then one year with the Vikings? Or is it one year with the Jets, two years?
0: It, with was, it was one year with the Jets and then two years with the Vikings. And... Making it to an NFC championship game and And having an MVP caliber year. He had the best year of his career in Minnesota, which kind of hurts to say. Yeah. But it was like 42 touchdowns, six interceptions, or some shit.
1: But like two good years. Like he was good with the Jets, too. It's not like he was bad with the Jets. He just wasn't great with the Jets. But he's good with the Jets and he's really, really good with the Vikings. And then he plays another year where he's gets dinged up and he's kind of and that's how like how he ends up retiring is that he gets dinged up misses a game and he's like if i can't play every game i'm not playing any games yeah, yeah. but i don't think what i'm trying to get at is that i don't think that you're wrong to say that we should have kept far right there's still an opportunity for that team to do some real stuff right they have i will say strong.
0: i was clearly wrong I'm so much happier that we moved on to Rogers. I think you can say that. Like I get I'm, what you're saying. saying you're you saying him, at the
1: time. If you keep him, it's not the end of the world. You still have three more good years. There's an opportunity that we end up taking a guy that is as productive as Roger. I shouldn't mm, say that. No. We take it we pick another guy that is productive and the team stays as a plus team. He might not be Rogers. Right. But inside that window from I don't I don't know the exact years, 2007 to 2009, maybe like maybe there's a real opportunity that um, a guy comes out, gets trained behind Favre as well and does something with his career. I don't think there was anybody drafted in those years that I'm like super high on as a quarterback.
0: There's got to be someone that was
1: decent. But I think the situation plays way more into that than what we give it credit for, right? We think just the human makes the situation, but nobody saw what Brock Purdy was going to do, right? They all thought, yeah, it's a throwaway pick. Pick whoever. It doesn't matter. And then because he's in such a great offensive scheme, his skill set fits that. You know, there's guys that um, supersede the skill set, I think. I think Patrick Mahomes, it almost doesn't matter where you end up. You're that good. Peyton Manning, doesn't matter where you end up. You're that good. Tom Brady, on the other hand, I think being in the system that he was in allows him to be the quarterback that he is. Not that he's not great, but the system helps him.
0: I think this system helps you grow at a young age and like get your confidence. And, and I think there is yep. some truth to like what you're saying is I think Ben Roethlisberger is another guy that was like very much helped out, like got to like yeah. make mistakes on a good team with one of the best defenses in the league. One of the best running games with Richard Mendenhall, Jerome Bettis still there um, Tom Brady obviously had that like great defense that helped him grow into the guy that he was. So yeah, yeah. no, yeah, you you are right. But then I think once those two guys hit a certain point, like say five years into their career, after like having the success that they did at such a young age, I think they could have won other places and been successful because they knew okay. that they could be successful. But yeah, if you throw a guy into like the Jets fire that Zach Wilson's in, like.
1: The lions, Maybe, what yeah. the lions were for a very, very long time, right?
0: Yeah. And
1: and, and yeah, they're that, not that could ruin like, you. that could ruin you. Yeah. yeah. That,
0: but but yeah, no, I think those those are good points. And I will say, if if I need to tie a bow on this, I do think the year that we got rid of Favre, if we would have kept him that first year, Packers missed the playoffs with Rogers not Rodgers fault i don't think but i do think if you keep far you have a better chance to make the playoffs that year yeah that yep. year but i still think whoever was in charge ted thompson or whoever pulled the trigger on that one made the right choice and i don't and do if they, if they do it to rodgers and loves that guy i will happily Admit that I'm wrong. I just don't see it happening like that.
1: Yeah. And like you said, you didn't see it in 2007. Yeah. yeah uh, 2007. And like, I don't see Jordan Love being that guy either, but you never know until you see that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He,
0: he, he would be coming into a good situation though. It's like what we were saying with the, uh, the Roethlisberger's and the, the Brady's is the Packers have A good defense. It looks like the special teams has turned a corner, and they're competent. And they have a good stable in Jones and Dylan. It looks like these receivers are growing up as fast as we need them to grow up. But I think Rodgers winning the MVP last year—I'll just call it last year because yeah, not this year, but last year and the year before it—he's not that far off. Like, and sure, he did not have a good season this year, but he's thrown to all new guys except for fucking Cobb and Lazard. Like, Toure looks like he's going to be able to be something. Obviously, Watson looks like he's going to be our number one guy. And then, fuck, I'm even forgetting who Dobbs. Yeah, and then Dobbs looks like he's going to be – table will be in the number two guy. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so I think that a big difference between your 20 and 21 seasons and your 22 season is that some of those deep balls get caught, right? So there's a few deep balls that Rogers throws that he didn't do the greatest job throwing, right? And that caused some problems. Right. Where in the two previous years, he made those throws could be the thumb could be anything else, right? The different, just different types of pressure. And then there's other ones that were just flat out dropped. Right. So like a 30 yard bomb that just gets dropped. And so 30 yard bomb and the guy has two steps, he drops it or a 30 yard bomb The guy has two steps and he takes it 60 yards to the house, that changes what your stats are and that kind of stuff as well.
0: Yeah. And there's multiple
1: of those that I remember.
0: And I know I like you and I are super biased fans. Yeah. But I think if the Packers keep this team together, and maybe we do kind of get to the point where we get kind of the I think Packers fans like to call it the Cowboys treatment. Is like, oh, the Packers are going to be good this next year. The Packers, are... but they usually are pretty solid. I think yeah. if you keep this team together, like in the off season, I think even the people talking about the team are going to be like, the Packers are going to be dangerous this upcoming year. Like, I, I don't. I mean, they did that run at the end of the season. Sure, they shit the bed against uh, Detroit last game. But people were already on the, I don't want to fuck with the Packers thing. I do not think the Packers walk into Candlestick and, is it still called Candlestick? Whatever, into San Francisco and, and win that game, though. I, w- I will say I'm biased, but that was going to be a tough one for Packers.
1: It would have been a tough one, but I would have picked the Packers to win in this on this podcast right here. I can tell. Oh you. no, I would have
0: pi- I would have picked them to win with my heart, but my brain is telling me after seeing what they did to the Seahawks. I mean, because Geno Smith played like a pretty damn good game in that game, and they still fucking thump them forty-one to twenty-three. Like you needed to be perfect to win that one. We would not need Nixon to run back a kick. We wouldn't need a defensive touchdown. Yeah. We would have needed, you know, Rodgers to be the way
1: in. our the way our offense was this year. I think for pretty much the entire season, maybe outside of like the Dallas and the Vikings game, is that our defense needed to be good and our special teams needed to be plus in order to have a like a good season. Fair. Our offense just wasn't clicking this year. And hopefully we can make some moves that'll allow that to happen. And maybe those moves are just guys like developing a little bit over the summer.
0: I think that is the case too. And I've seen some glimmers of like, obviously Quay Walker had a good season, but I mean like early in the year, it kind of did look like he would get lost on some stuff. And our run defense Mm -hmm. was that great, but it did look like he was like, Playing off instinct, like guessing, like where it seemed like later in the season, he learned something that like, sure, he was still kind of guessing, but he was guessing right more often than not. Like we're early in the season, he was guessing and he was like, oh, shit, like
1: dudes. Yeah. Now I got to use my athletic ability to catch this dude. Right. Yeah.
0: All right. I think, I think we can close it with the street. My spicy meatball was a little, uh, too empathetic. I think I, uh, I don't even feel like talking about it. I shouldn't have even brought it up. So I think that will close out the show. So like I like to say is, uh, thank you for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate the support. We are going to think, try to work a little bit harder. We'll see how that goes. Um, Uh, Mike hates when I say stuff like that, I think, but, but yeah, we, we appreciate the support and I will kick it to Mike to say the rest.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we appreciate it guys. I, I hate when Pat says that because I feel like I'm the guy that lets things down
0: that I don't, not at
1: all. No, Definitely feel this way. I don't, I don't come in as prepared as I could be like tonight. I, I wasn't prepared. As, as I could be, right? So I had some things that I wanted to talk about, but, like, still not good enough. Anyway, so make sure you download it. Hit the subscribe button. Do whatever. It, like, I don't know what the actual button is on, like, the podcast places. Probably subscribe. And then uh, for all you suckers that are doubting the Packers, the Brewers, the Badgers, or the Bucks, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. Them
0: suckers that doubted the packers king, eat my shoals. All them suckers that doubted the packers king, eat my shows eat them all them suckers that doubted the packers king, eat my shows eat my shoals.